Thanks for joining us today here at etag.tv online. We are glad to have you a part of our online campus to see what God uh, will do through this ministry in your life. We encourage you to prepare your heart for a message from Pastor Gary as he preaches about the Holy Spirit. I am so thankful for what God is doing in this hour, and I'm thankful for your partnership with the vision of taking this gospel uh, to people everywhere. By your faithful support, your prayers, your giving, uh, Evangel Temple is able to make a difference in many lives in many places. I just want to encourage you to continue and thank you for being a blessing to our vision and what God's given to us to share this good news. Well, I want you to stay tuned, invite your friends and loved ones to be a part, and let's see what God has for us through this exciting series on the Holy Spirit.
Everyone find your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 16. Thank you, worship team. The presence of the Lord has been here. I tell you, God is here. God is in the house. In honor of the Holy Word, please stand. We reverence His Word. There is healing by the Word. There is deliverance by the Word. There is breakthrough by the Word. The Word is important. That's why the devil will always minimize it in your life. Acts chapter 16, verse 13. We begin a sermon series today about the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 16, now with verse 13. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a river side, where prayer was wont to be made. We sat down, and we spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord had opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized, she heard the word, she received the word, and she acted on that word. Then she was baptized, and her household followed. She besought us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, to come to my house and abide there. And she constrained us. You may be seated. Please keep your Bibles open. The Word of God gives numerous illustrations of women who have been used of God to make a difference in their homes, to make a difference in their families, and yes, even the nations they resided in. The family and the nation probably have some of the greatest challenges in the history of mankind. There is an all-out assault upon both. There are three commitments, ladies, that I want you to write down right now. I want every mom, every woman to write these three commitments because I see them very crucial to the hour in which we live. These are crucial commitments that need to be seen in your life living close to the return of Christ. Three commitments I want to identify. Number one, be committed to Christ. Everyone say amen. Be committed to Christ. That's the first commitment there needs to, uh, to be founded and substantial in your life, that you're committed follower of Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, every mom needs to work this coming 12 months, if Jesus tarries, in raising the spiritual bar in the home. Amen. That you raise the level of spirituality. Ladies, you will never be disappointed at creating a stronger spiritual environment in your home and family. Raise the level through your personal commitment to Christ. Raise the bar. Be committed, number one. Secondly, committed to making right choices. I want everybody to say amen. Wrong decisions, wrong choices can displace you from God's best and God's favor. Right decisions are crucial in these days. And you're going to see how important in coming days, coming months, you're going to see how important right decisions because right decisions keep you in the will of God. I, I'm not a fond person of what is termed the permissive will of God. I think we need to stay right in the middle of God's perfect will. Amen. 
That is the place of hedge, the place of protection, the place of blessing. God's perfect will. Mama, wives, everyone, second commitment, be committed to right choices. Third commitment, be committed to the local church. I believe that's important. In the last days, growing close to the coming of the Lord, you need to be committed more than ever to the Lord's church the Lord's church can be one of your greatest resources, one of your greatest helps to you and your family. You can be involved, and I want every mom to hear me because I understand the dynamics of motherhood to the point that you live busy lives and you're trying to keep your children in, in all kinds of activities, the sports, the hobbies, the recreation, the trips, but none of them can impact your family like the local church. I'm all of those things are good and they have their place, but they should never displace the importance of the local church, the Lord's church. And there needs to be a stronger commitment. Mama, you want successful children when they get up and they get on their own, you need to have a commitment to the local church. That needs to be a foundation stone in your home that this family is committed to the local church. I believe the type in the Old Testament of the church is the ark. And Noah built an ark, and he built it to the saving of his family. Moses' mother built an ark to the saving of her son. The local church is that important, friends, as we draw close to the coming of Christ. And flesh and blood will never reveal these things to you. These are spiritually discerned. To understand that in the last days, friends, the local church is going to play a greater importance than ever. All of the ministries that are provided, all that is taking place, when you study the missiologist and, and what is happening in the dynamics of missions worldwide, uh, they will all bring everything back to how important the local church is in reaching communities, reaching families, seeing people's lives change. That local church is very important. Your finest attendance, your fi you can never afford to be, uh, have better attendance to all of the sporting events than you do the house of worship. Oh, I'm preaching real good already. Your involvement, your service, your giving, all of this is very clear in the word what Jesus loved. He loved the church and he gave himself. The devil will have you involved in so many different things, in so many different ways, but friends, and you'll wake up and you'll realize someday I, I, I made a mistake, I did not value, I did not esteem, and I did not access the church as much as I should have. It will play a great factor in blessing your family and your generational blessings. There's only one ark. Only one organization, only one ministry that Jesus is coming back for. And I see people giving a lot of time to a lot of other things. But Jesus was emphatic and he was very clear. He loves the church and he gave himself for the church. You need to listen to this preacher. Amen. Everyone look at verse 14. There was a certain woman named Lydia. This woman loved God. She was not a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is going, preaching through parts of Asia Minor. He has a vision 
in this chapter, you back up a few verses, he has a vision, and this vision comes to him by the Holy Spirit, and in the vision, a man in the nation, country of Macedonia, is calling him to come over and preach the gospel. And this is Paul's second missionary journey. Look at it with me. He's come up through Iconium, through Antioch. He comes to Troas, Troas, and he then jumps over to Macedonia, and one of the first cities there was Philippi. And he goes to the city of Philippi, directed of the Holy Ghost, revealed by the Spirit. Mama, be a Spirit-led person, because the Holy Spirit will bring you to some places of God-divine encounters. Amen. And, and he comes to the city of Philippi, and I want you to watch this. He has with him Timothy and Silas. He has with him Luke. And these four form a missionary group. They're evangelists. And now they're evangelizing the nation, the area of Macedonia. Philippi was the foremost city in all of Macedonia. And there was not a synagogue. So a group of women... According to this chapter and these verses, there's not a synagogue, a place of worship. These women are meeting outside the city by a river. And they're there to pray. They were making prayers. Now, they did not have knowledge of Jesus. And maybe you're here this morning and, and you've got some religious uh, things in your life. Uh, but, friends, you've never come to the acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is Lord. Paul is about to share with them faith in Christ. He is about to illuminate them and help them to understand uh, what the gospel was all about. And these were Gentile women. They had a knowledge of Jehovah God, but they did not have the knowledge of Jesus. Maybe you don't have all of the wisdom and knowledge in the things of God. Just get close to some women that want to pray and seek God. Oh, there's something powerful here. I, I want you to stay with me. The New American Commentary says concerning Lydia's business. And I want you to look in these verses because it identifies she is a businesswoman. She is a seller of purple. The New American Commentary, as well as the Pulpit Commentary, says that that is not an incidental statement. It is a very important statement. For she was a businesswoman of great means. It marks her as a person uh, that had a very successful business uh, dealing with purple goods which were expensive and most often associated with royalty. Her business was lucrative. Her business put her in a place of leadership because of being a seller of purple, uh, it put her in a place of connectivity with people of great means. I'm telling you, God positions people in certain places for certain times and certain things. Uh, my Bible says you've been brought, as Esther was, to the kingdom for such an hour as this. Don't take lightly all that God has invested in your life and all that God has put in your life. Friends, uh, there is a reason, and Lydia was a seller of purple. She gives invitation to the four evangelists to stay in her home. All of the commentaries say that this indicates her considerable substance, that she had guest rooms and most likely servants to accommodate those guest rooms. She was a woman given 
to hospitality. Uh, we're learning something about the woman Lydia that we're studying. Number one, she has a heart for God, does not have all of the knowledge of God that she needs, but she's gathered herself around some women that will pray, some women that will seek God, and she's a woman of, of affluence, a woman of means, has a business, uh, conducts her business affairs according to Proverbs 31. Hallelujah. And she makes available her resources to these evangelists. There is a purpose in all of this because back up here on the map, there was no synagogue and there was no church in Philippi. God is interested in the planting and the starting of churches. God was interested that Philippi needed a Christian witness, needed a church to be founded there. God was interested and he sends a Pentecostal preacher. He sends four men full of the Holy Ghost and I can show you this and they go to a city by a river. I don't know if you can find a city near a river but I'm encouraging you ladies to get somewhere situated in life in a city close to a river. Because when you get close to a city near a river, uh, some Pentecostal preachers are going to happen by your way. And not just happen by your way, you're going to be meeting there for prayer. And God's going to show up to the saving of your family. But the bigger picture also, God was interested in Lydia's family because they all come to Christ. God was interested in the foundation of the church. I began to study this passage and I was looking at this and Philippi, Philippi. And so I flipped over yesterday and I read the whole book of Philippians. And when you read the book of Philippians and you see what began to happen here in Acts chapter 16 with a woman and some women that were by a river and a Pentecostal preacher comes along and they were not just there fellowshipping around soccer. And I don't have a problem with soccer. Uh, they were praying to Jehovah God. They just didn't have all of the illumination they needed. I need a little help. Hallelujah. You'll help the preacher out a lot if you'll say amen. Lydia believed on God and she worshiped God, but she was not a follower of Christ. She is going to be one of the first Christian converts in all of Europe. Her life, her business skills, her involvement in the local church would have a huge impact on evangelizing all of Europe. I'm telling you, there's a woman that's meeting with some other women to pray outside a city by a river and a Pentecostal preacher comes along. Uh, there are some catalysts and there are some dynamics that when you bring them together, friends, uh, God can kiss and God can blow his breath on. God can send his spirit to that will activate and cause the formation of things and the doing of things that you could have never deemed possible. But God showed up. And I'm here to declare that day he showed up beside a river. The river next to Philippi and the group of women that were there and they heard a Holy Ghost preacher and he preached to them and a church was founded in that city. Lydia, point number two, influenced her household. Mama, influence your household. She was, a, she was a person that prayed and sought God. She met with other women to pray. Don't give up the prayer meetings. 
Don't give up the prayer meetings. I'm telling you, God comes when people pray. God came to a group of women praying by a river outside of Philippi. Mama, don't give up the prayer meetings. How do I influence my family? Get back to the prayer meetings because something's going to be birthed. Something's going to happen when mama prays, when mama falls to her knees, when mama gets on her knees. I'm here to declare heaven takes note because heaven responded and sent Paul along the way. Your greatest influence, mama, is on your knees. She heard and received in verse 14. Verse 15, she followed the Lord in water baptism. And her household converted to Christianity. They became followers of Jesus. Mama, watch your family be followers of Jesus. Declare, prophesy over them. But get around women that are praying and listen to the Pentecostal preacher. Influence your household. In the scriptures, there are ten different families where there was household salvation. There is enough foundation in the scripture that you ought to be claiming and not declaring, Lord, I am declaring over all of my family, all of my lineage, they're going to serve God. It says that she was baptized and her household. Do you, you know, sometimes we read these passages and we think this happened pretty quick, like a day or two. Her whole family came. This could have been a series of several years where she faithfully was worshiping Christ and living out her Christian life. I can tell you one thing about Lydia. She was full of the Holy Ghost because she had heard Paul preach the word. The same Paul that said, I am thankful to God that I speak in tongues more. Uh, so much of Acts uh, you see you see Paul's fullness of the Spirit being released and you see his writings in, in the epistles and in the Scripture. He was a man that believed in the work of the Holy Ghost in the fullness of the Spirit that had to have impacted uh, Lydia and, and by the witness of the Spirit and the confession of her faith, uh, friends, her whole household came to Christ and was baptized. I want you to declare some things on this Mother's Day. Amen. 1 Corinthians 7.14 says that the unbelieving husband can be sanctified by the believing wife. Mama, don't give up your faith. Stir up your faith. Stir up the gift of God within you. Don't give up your faith. Don't vacillate in, the, in these last days. Be a woman full of the Holy Ghost and stand your ground in the things of the Spirit. Welcome the work of the Holy Spirit. Lydia was used by God to influence her family. I'm going to read you a couple passages real quick, but in Jude 1, verse 20, it says, Beloved, Mama, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Romans 8, Romans 8, verse 25, or verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Mama, get full of the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost on a regular basis. Spirit-filled living will enable you to do all things in Christ. 
I'm telling you, Philippians was written uh, to a group of Christians, friends, uh, that, were, uh, that were obeying the word of God. The church was formed. A lot of us like to claim the verses that were given to uh, the Philippian church. How many have ever claimed, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? What if Lydia hadn't been meeting by a river one day and helped to form a church? We, we claim that scripture today. I can do all things through Christ. We've had football players put it on their, their apparel and, 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 and write it on their skin because that's a powerful verse. But what if Lydia, a mama, had not been beside a river one day praying with some other women and a Pentecostal preacher visit them? We claim that verse, but also we claim my God shall supply. How many have ever claimed this? My God shall supply all of your needs. Do you realize, friends, there's a background to that verse that one day some women were praying by a river, not just any river, not just any city, and not just any group of women, and not just any Pentecostal preacher, but because they were where God wanted them to be when God wanted them to them to be there there was a visitation and a church was formed and Paul wrote to that church my God shall supply all your needs these things matter Lydia's arise I want to give some tips in closing to some moms and I want our worship team to come number one handle life's situations with the sweetness of Jesus number two Learn to bless and not curse. Everybody say amen. Mama number three, tips from your pastor. Be fair and equal with all the family. Don't show preferential treatment one over another. Number four, be a woman of the word. I'm going to come down and say amen to that one, amen. I know the word the bottom line, the word is your foundation for everything. Number five, awaken the warrior in you. It's not happenstance that the women's conference this fall on the very weekend that the Smita ends, and I'll explain this momentarily, but on the weekend that the Smita year ends, our women's conference is called Awaken the Warrior in You. Number six, leave a legacy that will be carried on. Don't forget there are generations following. Be one of integrity and influence. Don't manipulate. Number eight, be full of love. Number nine, don't get caught up with criticism, gossip, fault finding, complaining, bad temper, temper but be a Galatians 5.22 woman with love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, temperance. I want to remind every mama, Timothy was a product of a mother and a grandmother. There is no identification of a father. He was a product of a mother and a grandmother and pays tribute to Lois and Eunice. The challenges of family, the challenges of life, I'm telling you, if you get the Holy Ghost in the home, uh, that is the greatest asset, that is the greatest assistance to mama, and then using the local church, staying in the will of God, staying committed to Jesus Christ. My friends, you can navigate your home through some of the most trying hours with the help of the Holy Ghost. Tim 
Timothy turned out good. Mama, work for Jesus. Serve in the church. Don't be content just letting others serve you. Jesus didn't come to be served. He served. Serve, Mama, serve. Find a place of ministry and service. All of you ladies should have a ministry opportunity here at Evangel Temple. Amen. Arise. Be a part of what God's doing in this hour. It says Lydia constrained Paul and these disciples, these apostles. In the Greek, that is a word that has strong emphasis. It means intently, intensely, she besought them. She used her, her giftings to bless the work of God. To see the church established because, friends, the long-term effect of the church would bless many people, literally the world over. But she had a servant's heart. In verse 15, and I want everyone to stand and please no one leave because I've got some important things in closing I want to share. In verse 15, Lydia looks at the Apostle Paul. It's, for, it's one thing for you to come here and say, Pastor, look at my works. But Lydia says to Paul the Apostle, Paul who wrote much of the New Testament. Paul who I do not want to stand beside in heaven when God is, is looking over our lives. I, I want to be further down the line. I told you a few weeks ago, I don't want to be next to Billy Graham. I don't want to be next to Reinhard Bonnke. I don't want to be next to Franklin Graham. I don't want to be next to the Apostle Paul. You know what Lydia says? Look at my faithfulness. She says that not to not just any person. She says that to Paul. Look at my face. Examine my life and works if you have found me faithful. That is a mouthful. That is a mouthful, ladies. For a woman, a businesswoman, a seller of purple, most, most likely she had great influence and great connectivity to influence. And she says to the Apostle Paul, look at my faithfulness. I don't know that I could do that. Paul, look at my faithfulness. Paul, look at my works. Paul, if you have, can judge me faithful. And she constrained them. Mama, your greatest asset beyond the, the errors that I've talked is that level of influence that you can influence people. She influenced hospitality upon Paul and Luke and Timothy. She influenced them towards hospitality and blessing them with her giftings in closing the Lord is coming Maranatha the Lord is coming I can't tell you because no man knows the hour or the day but Jesus and the Holy Scriptures including the Apostle Paul says that we can know seasons and we can see signs and times and the signs are many that the return of the Lord is near this week has been filled with so many things in the news that I believe 
is God's handwriting upon history. When we get to heaven, I believe we're going to be able to look back and say, oh, God, you were saying that was a, wow, I didn't see that. I didn't understand that. I didn't perceive that. And God's going to be saying, I gave you all of these signs, all of these things happening to, to awaken you that the coming of the Lord was growing near. God's calendar is not the Gregorian calendar that we use. God's is the Hebrew calendar. And God moves by times and seasons. And God sends signs. And on the Hebrew calendar, we're in the year of the Smitah. Every seven years is a Smitah year. And at the end of that year, and the Smitah year will end on September 13th, this September 13th. If the people and the nation have sought God, it's a time of great blessing in the hand of God. If the people have not sought God, it's a time of judgment. I take you back seven years. It was a time of judgment upon our nation. I take you back 14 years when the Smita ended. It was a time of judgment upon our nation. The two greatest economic collapses since the Great Depression at the end of the last two Smitas. But you can go back 21 years. You can go back 28 years, 35, 42, 49. You can keep going back, friends. And every end of the Smita, it's like God was writing something in human history for people to read and be awakened. And the Smita year ends on Sunday, September the 13th, our women's conference that weekend. The stock market closes two days before on Friday, 9-11. 9-11. What am I saying to everyone? You need to be watching. You need to be prepared. You can walk out of a church and you say that, oh, I don't believe that Pentecostal preacher. Friends, I can tell you, and I don't know that he's coming this fall, but I know that there's so much alignment and things coming together that I know it's near. There are seven feasts that God identified, seven feasts. And the first four feasts are in the spring of the year to Pentecost, four feasts. And they all had to do with the coming of Jesus, the first advent, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The last three, which are fall feasts, have to do with the return of Jesus the rapture, the tribulation, the millennial reign. I know one thing, we're waiting to hear the trumpet sound. I don't know that the Feast of Trumpets in September, one day after the Smita ends, September 14th, I don't know and I want everybody to understand, I am not telling you definitely he's coming this September but friends there will be a feast of trumpets one day and there will be a shofar blown and the dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord comfort one another with these words I don't know that that's this September but the next and final blood moon of the tetrad is this September Yom Kippur, the 70th Jubilee of Israel. 
Jubilee only happens every 50 years, and this is their 70th. Seven zero, important number in the economy of God. Seven zero. It happens in September. I could, I could keep going. I don't have time. Other than to say, Mama, get your family into the ark, the church. It is the New Testament illustration, New Testament fulfillment of what the ark in the Old Testament was all about. The doors closing. I don't know the day or the hour. I just see signs on the horizon. I see, I see the sun being turned uh, to dark, as Jesus said. I see uh, the sun being darkened and the moon turning to blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're unsaved, if you're not a believer, I want you to lift your hand for prayer right now all across this sanctuary. If you're not saved, God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Up in the balcony. God bless you. Amen. If you're not sure of your salvation, I want you to slip up your hand because Prince Jesus is coming soon. Mama, you want to get your family in. How many have spiritual needs in your life and you'll raise your hand and say, Pastor, remember me in prayer. I want to be right. I want to be ready. I want to be living in victory. Come on, raise your hand all across this sanctuary. I'm going to ask every mother to pick up her belongings right now. Pick up your belongings. And I want to pray a blessing over you. We're all going to pray the sinner's prayer. Everyone in this sanctuary. Just a moment. But I want you to come to the front. Ladies, come on. Come on, mother. Come on, mom. Come on, mom. All ladies, come to the front. Every mother and then every lady is invited. Every mother and every lady, I want you to come. From all across this sanctuary, up in the balcony, the galleries, under the balcony. Come on, friends. Come on. We're going to sing this one time through and then we're going to pray. Come on.
Spirit, everyone online right now, I want you to repeat this sinner's prayer. I want to make sure everyone has Jesus as Lord and Savior. Everyone repeat this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I thank you for sending Jesus. I do believe that he is your plan of salvation for my life. I accept you into my heart. I confess my sins and failures. And I receive your forgiveness by faith in the Son of God. I do believe in you, Jesus. And I declare that you are my Lord and Savior. I declare over my family that all my household shall be saved. That all my household shall be followers of Christ. That all my household will get into the ark of your provision in these last days. Thank you for salvation. And with your help, I will live and serve you in your name. Amen. Come on, shout amen. Come on, let's sing for the Lord is good. I'm telling you, salvation is good. Good, 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 good. Mama, get to the river. to them that their secret place their time alone with you that you will visit them and your presence will manifest and we call in their families we call in their lineage we call in their generations by the powerful work of the Holy Spirit God who tapped Lydia to form a church and be in the formation of the church of Philippi. Touch these mothers. Lord, help them to strengthen Evangel Temple for the work that you have called us to do as we draw close to the coming of Christ.
help them to get their families in. I bless them in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen.